Welcome to Bjerk Club. Welcome to uh, Bjerk Club. Welcome to Club, as, as Beck just said. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Um, This is episode five. five. We're really getting through. Yeah, we are. She's only... We are. Um, well, this is our halfway point. This is our halfway point after today. Bjerk, yeah. well, she's got ten studio albums so far. Yeah. Um, and this is the fifth one. This is the fifth one. Wow. This is... Did we did we work out how to pronounce it? Well, I looked it up and I think it's medulla. Medulla, okay. But fun fact, you know it has the accent. She just added that in. That's the wrong way. Well, she just added in the accent. Well, it doesn't mean anything. It's not spelt that way. I actually love that. Yeah, it means uh, marrow in Latin, or and it's also a part of the brain. No, didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Do you want to get straight in? We've got a lot of songs to cover. This is this 15 tracks, which is the most so far, but also it's not it's that only long. It's 44 minutes. Is it the shortest album yet? I... The shortest album yet? Oh, you're going to sing Fleetwood Mac? Nice. Oh, yeah, I was listening to Bear Trees. Do you know that album? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I listen to it's... like old Fleetwood Mac. I, I think this is her shortest album so um, far, wait, but I'm, it's I the am longest. Gonna, I want to check that. It's the longest track list. Debut, 52 minutes. Post, 46 minutes. And then Homogenic and... No, Homogenic was only... Oh, homogenic, homogenic was only 43. Homogenic's shorter. I thought Homogenic was longer than that. And then what... Vespertine no. was definitely longer than... Vespertine was over an hour. 55. Oh, so this is her second shortest jet after Homogenic. But it's her longest in terms of amount of songs. Yeah, it's 15. Yeah. Which is quite a few... Yeah. Should we? Should I do a bit of the background? Give us some background. So, she wanted obviously Vespertine was quite electronic heavy, lots of production. Yeah. She wanted to get away from that, and right. in this time, so three Back years later, she's had another child, yeah. uh, and she just wanted to do something that captures. I have another baby. <laughs> she wanted to do something that captures sort of every. She said that every noise that a throat makes sort of the entire emotional range of a voice and she was inspired by paganism and she thought that this could be an album where we could be in a cave somewhere and it's really back to roots and it's earthy and yeah she has loads of so there's an Inuit throat singer on it there's beatboxers she was supposed to have Beyonce and there was like studio sessions arranged but it just didn't happen unfortunately that's actually she wanted Beyonce because she was like she has a fantastic voice and this is an album of voices so but unfortunately that didn't happen which song on this album do you think Beyonce would have well we can which Um, song off the bat but I guess it won't mean anything because we haven't discussed them yet well I don't know if if it was supposed to be for a song that was on the album she would have put run would run the world girls originally have been on medulla (laughs) (laughs) um and Pull around the world, guys. Um, and yeah, she says it's her most political album, which I think is, you know, we'll get into the songs. I don't know if that came. Where we can oh no, see sorry, that. this is fourteen songs, not fifteen. I don't know if the pol- the politics necessarily came through. Maybe on a couple, but well, that I'm gonna get to that in my review of the I album. I didn't personally pick up on that. No. And but I, I feel like that's a running theme, is you being like, this album's actually about this, and me being like, I have no idea. 
Um, so I think maybe I'm just dense. Well, I think... I think she also tends to write quite abstractly. Mm. Um, but just in general, this album was very well. It sold more than a million copies. It did very well. But she didn't tour it because she thought it would be too difficult to play the songs live. Yeah, I can see that. I don't, to be honest. I think they have pedals and looping, and I think it could have been well, achieved. Yeah, but maybe she just she likes everything being completely live and not just, you know... Also, well, not all of these songs were done just in one take. Some of them were are very heavily edited and mishmashed together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? She could have edited. She could have done it live. I think she could have. No, she just didn't want to. Is there not like a an album on here which is like Medulla Live, or is that? No. So after Vespertine, she released four live, live albums of the first four albums, but. With Medulla, no, she didn't. Would should we give our thoughts on the album? And yeah, so have we? I don't know if we've said yet. This album, oh no, you did say it's mostly like vocals. It's, there's no. There are other any instruments. There's no instruments that I could find. I think there, there was is, a couple where it didn't sound to me like any sound that could come from a well, human. Well, I, I think some in some of the songs, the voices are quite heavily edited and produced. So I think they do put effects on the voices. Um, but I think the only instruments is a voice. Okay. It's, this is like her Pitch Perfect era. Sort of, yeah. It's like acapella. <laughs> well, not... I Acapoco. Would, I wouldn't say acapella. I guess Aca-hi-usa, you can say acapella. whatever. Yeah. It's, um, I went into this with... I don't know what I expected, but I feel like I'd heard quite mixed things from various really? sources. Well, I yeah, I'd heard people be like... I'd heard good things. It's polarising... Uh, hard to listen to too weird I actually thought you know it is different but it's not mm. that different it's still Bjork it's still the same sort of lyricism it feels like her I don't think it was too drastically different obviously yeah. the sound is unique but all the sounds of each album have been unique mm. and uh, I don't know how I felt the first go through but it's actually grown on me uh, there's still a few I'm not mad on but some of them are really good. It's definitely interesting. There's a lot of gibberish. There is a lot of gibberish, yeah. Um, Which isn't new for her. No, it isn't. But I feel like several of the songs on this album are in pretty much entirely gibberish. Only really the short songs, though. None of the, the long ones. What about that? that I, there's I, one song that doesn't have any lyrics at all and it's four minutes long, so... We'll get to that song. I don't know if you can even call it an instrumental because there's no instruments. Her voice isn't considered an instrument. Oh, I guess. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Do you have anything else to say before we go? I, well, overall, so how did you feel about it? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I really liked the album. uh, Some more than others. There are some that I think, meh. I I think this is maybe Bjerka. Well, not all of them, actually. Some of these songs I felt like would be her most abstract. Well, I thought it's her most experimental album so far. And I think sonically it's very cohesive. Like, she's kept with this idea and I think she does it quite well. You know, she set out with the idea of making an album of voices and she's done that successfully. It's not a complete failure. Uh, But I think the highs of the album are not as high as other albums. I would agree. I also think the songs, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but the 
you know the voices doing like there's like beatboxing and the backing vocals and the like the melody and whatever mm. i think it all works together really well on some songs and on other songs i would say not so much really yeah we'll get to that should we should we start i i'm ready to start going through it. so the first song pleasure is all mine should we play a little okay so this is the beginning of pleasure is all mine Uh, that's a little snippet there so you can get from that already mm. it's there's a lot of sort of breathy vocals yeah. on this one i thought this was about sex she, she sort of but it's not but i thought it was well it can be i mean i the, the lyrics she sort of like the pleasure is all mine to be the generous one mm. and she sort of says various things to that effect mm. and it's good it's a good song it sounds sort of sensual yeah um, and I looked it up because I was trying to find the lyrics and apparently it's about breastfeeding. Well, okay, this is the thing on the on the Genius page, which is where we normally read the lyrics. For a lot of the songs, it says breastfeeding, which I think is quite a generic... I think they're quite a lot deeper than that. And I think there are elements of connection between mother and child, but I don't think it's the whole album's about breastfeeding. No, I don't either. Also, I feel like so many of her songs can be taken so many different ways yeah. well Bjork said for this one it was more about the pleasure of sort of indulging herself in music again after oh obviously... so it's not just about breastfeeding so no. genius were just talking shit maybe I should like go to different sources instead yeah. of this one but it was sort of like after maternity leave and she's now able to leave the child for periods of time and able to make music again you know oh, what I mean? So we've already got what three different interpretations: breastfeeding, sex, and music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are like the three pillars of life. <laughs> yeah, I really like the production on this one. I love the the layering of the vocals. It has a nice build to it. Um, the woman panting is pretty good, <laughs> and I think it sets the scene well for the rest of the album. I'm gonna play another clip. Uh... I play some. I haven't got. I'll play a clip of Bjork actually singing because I haven't played one of those yet. Yeah, I like that bit where it goes like. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of like. Yeah, I think I think it's good over the album. I think it sets the album up well. It does. I I think this one very much told me what the whole album was going to be. You've got those like all the different vocals that oh and then and then yeah. and then Bjork over the top, and yeah. that's pretty much what the whole album is. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Okay, should we move on? Yeah. Uh, so next we got "Show Me Forgiveness." This is a, a short. Would you say this is an interlude? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's like a, it's a minute twenty three long. It's entirely a cappella, but like, yeah. not even like, you know, the the weird vocal background stuff is just Bjork's voice. Yeah. Uh, we'll play a little clip. Show me forgiveness for half 
I think this song is about sort of forgiving herself, maybe. Let me read the lyrics. Show me forgiveness. There aren't many lyrics. It's basically there are many a verse. Lyrics. If, but if soon start forgiveness, the girl might live. Yeah, be, be definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's, I mean, it's a nice, a nice little song. Her vocals sound kind of echoey. I think they've put an echo effect on it. Sounds nice. Or and she, she, maybe she's in a cave. I don't know. It's fine. Um, it's it's like a little interlude. I yeah, I don't really know much to say about it. No, nor do I. Um, should we go straight on? Okay, so the, the third song, where is the line? This one, <laughs> I actually didn't realise how catchy it was, but it's been stuck in my head for like a couple of days now. It's very catchy, and so and the chorus comes up a lot, which I think is why. Yeah. So shall I start with a, a clip? This is where the beatboxing really comes well, in. Well, shall the I? Album. Shall I say that the. the 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 main beatboxer on this album he's called Razel and he's from you know the band The Roots I uh, don't the Jimmy Fallon band oh yeah he was in that band and he's the they, main is that the one that John album. Batiste was in and then he won a bunch of he won no, like I think best he album was, on another, was that the other Jimmy show. yeah um and there's also someone on this song called Gregory Pernhagen who's a human trombone. And I just, what is a human trombone? I don't know, but that's what he also has. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, here's a clip. That's the beatboxer. Sounds yeah. pretty good. I... It sounds a bit like drill music. I don't know that I've listened to any drills so I don't know if I can comment nor do I <laughs> so how okay it sounds like a drill she says the title 26 times on this song also I on this I, I realised by this song on the first three songs on this album the first line is the title pleasures of mine show me forgiveness where is the line where is the line with I she does the chorus like six times what do you think which this... is just where is the line repeated four times what do you think this song's about because I think it's it's very similar to Army of Me in its Yeah, in it its sounds theme. like someone is sort of pushing her boundaries and she's saying, where is the line with you? On the verses, she says, like, I want to be flexible, I want to be elastic, but enough is enough. Um, Yeah, and then she says, where is the line with you? Dramatic ending, yeah. Ah, I it's longer than the other song so far, which have all been quite short. This one's four forty one. I much prefer this one to Army of Me. We 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 know of my hatred of that song. Uh, I don't know but I, I think this is better sung. I think the lyrics are better, and I like the production better more. I just I much rather lyrics. listen to this. This song. I was when I was looking at some of this album. I think some of the a lot of the lyrics she didn't write down in advance. She preferred to just kind of freestyle it. No, yeah, she said I that a lot of it was tell just made up. Because three of the verses are basically the same. But I think that was the the whole point of the experiment was that it's organic and human and it's not pre-contrived. I think it works on this one. This one was definitely a grower for me. Um, I like it. Like this bit. That's something else that she uses quite a bit on this album is the sort of like backing singers that sound a bit like choral. They are choirs. Yeah. She uses a. 
it's, it's, I, I, I do think it's really cool how she's melded all these different influences. There's sort of her and her, you know, inspirations or whatever. And then there's these like beatboxers. And then there's the throat singers and the choirs. Choirs, yeah. And it, I, it all comes together in a really interesting way when they're all things that are ostensibly quite different. Am I using ostensibly right there? What does ostensibly mean? Like on the surface, I guess. Yeah, they're all ostensibly quite different. Uh, well, I think the throat singers... Well, there's one throat singer, and the choirs are quite—I don't know—the places they come from, I guess, are quite similar. But the beatboxing is definitely, and the human trombone. What the yeah, <laughs> that human trombone is really, I like, is really slaying. I like this bit. So you can hear some of the parts of this album sound quite. And on this song in particular, it sounded quite discordant. So I wouldn't really call this album easy listening. I mean, I maybe I wouldn't I say that about any other. Some of the songs are. Yeah, but this album as a whole, like that song, it's just, it's quite. Well, I think it's supposed to be angry. That's the whole point yeah. of the song. Yeah, this actually does remind me of Army of Me quite a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. We, should we move we on? Move I feel on. like we've, we've dedicated this a, lot a lot of time. Um, so the next one is... Bokuro. Bokuro. Is that how you pronounce this? Do we know? Yeah, so this is sung completely in Icelandic, and it's actually an old Icelandic lullaby that she's basically just sort of updated and, and orchestrated. Okay. Um, and obviously... Do you know what, what, what is the, so the lullaby about? it's a narrator, and he's talking about the world he sees around him and he's personifying it so he talks about the hills and looking at him and things and then by the end he refers to a white lily and it's basically his daughter so he's explaining to his baby child about the world around her okay so it's so this is probably inspired by her well this was actually originally meant for vespertine this song when did she have the baby i think 2002 so a year okay. after Vespertine. So this was originally meant for that album. And then people in interviews were like, well, this, this song seems like such a perfect fit because he just had a kid. And she was like, yeah, it just worked out that way. And the meaning suddenly changed. Because I think for Vespertine, it was more sort of fitting that wintry feel and about the environment. So did they sort of rework it? Well, I think it's lyrically, it's no, not No, not lyrically, lyrics. but like... The, the sound that they rework for I, this I, album. I assume so, yeah. Um, I think it's quite haunting and also quite beautiful. I, th- I think it's a very nice song. It's nice. Um, it also I like the chorus and the, the choir in the background. Well. Yeah. yeah, I could hear that. It does. It almost does make you feel like you're in like a church. Do they have churches in Iceland? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What is the predominant religion then? Probably Christianity, I would say. The Vikings took Christ. it over. Cool. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I think it's probably my favorite. Wait, well, Vi- so far. Vikings weren't Christian. Yeah, they became Christian. So when the Vikings, I thought they were pagan. So they were, but the Vikings. So they originally invaded eastward. So they would invade Russia and sort of pillage there and take slaves. And then they went to you know England and Ireland. And that was Christian by that time. And they started to take slaves back who were Christian and Christianity began to spread. So the Vikings did eventually become Christianized. That's crazy. And then they went and inhabited Iceland 
so I think that's probably where it came from wow um but yeah so it's a nice little song and it actually means vigil the title and that obviously has religious aspects so I think yeah it's probably my favourite so far really yeah this is probably my least favourite so far it's fine it just didn't speak to me I just it seems like my favourite so far is probably pleasure is all mine yeah okay that's fine it's totally fine I feel like we're actually going to have quite I, think I don't we'll... know if our opinions are going to be the same on this one with no. our favourites and stuff um, okay so if we move on to number five Al- Albertan yeah this one's in- entirely her voice is it I think so, yeah, that she's just sort of layered. It's pretty much gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... Well, the, 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 the title means all the brightness, uh, but most of the lyrics are just... I think so she says... At the end, she really, like, screams and wails. I think vocally it's very impressive. It's impressive. Again, I wouldn't... I, again, it's like, I don't know, kind of discordant. And mm. a little unsettling. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> she said that she basically talks a lot with this album about how when she was younger, so before her band, before all her solo albums, she made a lot of vocal only songs. Yeah. And so this song in particular and the album in general sort of goes back to that time before she had all Going like... Going back to my roots. Exactly. Um... Yeah, this song is, you know, I think it sort of personifies the album in many ways. Yeah, I like it. I like, she sort of keeps going like, do-do, Sounds like, like a, doo-doo. like a, what do you call, what are those clocks? Like a cuckoo clock. Yeah. Should we move on then to the next one? We can one? move on. Who, well, who is it, subtitle, carry my joy on the left, carry my pain on the right. Which is a it's great title. A, this is a bop. I'm so, this, this is a good is, song such a good song to dance to there's a great beat i think this has probably the best lyrics on the album so far yeah none of the others so far have had really well they've been fine but the the lyrics on this i find to be really rich i'm gonna play a clip my god <laughs> this is my snake dance song i think if we're having a, a snake dance I think song probably same probably same this, i like this, this one this makes you move like a snake this isn't that chorus is actually quite an earworm um so the interesting thing about this one so the beatboxer razel he actually did this one in one take so I find a beatboxing the clip? ones before she, he it was sort of edited and cut up but this one they say or they claim that they literally he did it in one take and that's what it is that's very impressive yeah and also the Inuit throat singer on the album is also called Tanya Tagat just for, for your information and is she, does she feature on this song yeah so she she's the only throat singer on the album so she's yeah and she's on this one that's fine 
Um, I like the opening verse. She talks about like his embrace, a fortress, a skeleton of trust, and then she bone by bone, stone by stone. I thought that was a cool metaphor, and I liked mm. it. What do you think it's about? Probably just like you know, support in a relationship. See, I thought it was more about her child, but. Oh, I could. Well, I didn't say a romantic relationship. Oh, sorry. Um, like the idea that who is the person who does everything for you and things like that. And I thought it was more her talking about what she does for her child. Well, what does he? What do you think it means? In the chorus, she says, "And the ornaments." Shall I play a clip from the chorus? Yeah, that probably has the beatboxing in it. In the chorus, the ornaments um, are go. The ornaments are going around. They're handing it over, handing it over. What do you think that means? I think I think some of it is. Just <laughs> like, I think that's her passing her child the, the milk bottle. I think Bjork maybe comes up with an idea, and and she has admitted to doing this before that sometimes she doesn't understand what she was writing about. Or do you think it's well, carry my joy on the left, carry my pain on the right? Do you think those are the ornaments, and she's carrying those and passing them around? Yeah, I think it's. From from how I feel about the song and how I listen to it, it's sort of her telling her child, like, I'm going to be your emotional support and looking after you. And Who is it? It's me. Who is it? Yeah, this definitely has the best chorus so far. It's mm. quite catchy. I really like just the beat on this one sounds like I know it's beatboxing, but it sounds like it could be not beatboxing. Like, it sounds sort of like, like <laughs> it could be in a club. I yeah. put, it sounds quite like 90s Bjork. It wouldn't be out bit. of place on, but on one of her earlier Well, it's much more original in terms of how it was made. I want to play. There's a, a clip from the song. Yeah. That song, that sound, it sounds like a train whistle. But I'm assuming that isn't a noise from a human body. And I thought that was very impressive. Maybe it's a human trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have a human train whistle. It's really, it is pretty cool the different sounds that people can make. It's. And she kind of showcased that on this album. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Even though it, it's her album, it seems much more like a, a group effort. And yeah, it seems very collaborative. Should we move on then? Yeah. Number seven. Sub Sub <laughs> I think that's a better song. <laughs> Do you not like this one then? Um, it's okay. It's, uh, it's fine. I like, oh, okay. There are parts of it that I like, but as a whole, it's not one of my favourites on the album. It's fine. I think I'm actually quite boring because I feel like looking at my favourite songs from this album, they're the ones that have more of a conventional structure and approach. And the ones that were really experimental are some of my least favourites. But, but like I maybe I'm just boring and they're just not for me. But some brains just react better to things that are more plain and safe, radio friendly. Probably that sounds like such a read. <laughs> <laughs> that, wait, I'm what trying, did you just say? Just... Did you just call me basic? No, no, no. I'm trying to say <laughs> that that there's nothing wrong with 
liking more conventional I like some music. songs that are less conventional. Because some experimental music sounds shit. And it doesn't sound shit on this album. Uh, no, I don't think any of the songs sound shit. But the ones that have more stuck with me and the ones that I think about are the ones that are more traditional. And by like conventional, I mean like the ones that have verses and a chorus mm. and are a little bit catchy. Well, I think that's why... Not, this... not all of There are others that aren't that, but I still I like. I think that's why this album got mixed reviews because they critics were like yeah it's very impressive how it was made and the idea but actually not all of it sounds as good well, as like some of the stuff that she's made before all Bertam, i wouldn't just i wouldn't probably put that song on if i wasn't listening to this album through i wouldn't well, be like yeah. oh let me just chill well, like, i think this album two minutes of gibberish i think screaming. this album was more meant you sit through the whole album rather than picking and choosing I with submarine, I should we play a clip from submarine? Yeah. Well, it's this is a duet. Would you say? Sorry, a duet. Yeah, but it's largely a male voice. Oh, I thought it was more a male choir. It sounds to me like a man singing some of the bits, and that some of it he's singing it with her. I think it's just one male voice. <laughs> I, I could hear I his voice more choir. than hers. I don't think it is. Yeah, it's just one guy, Robert Wyatt. Oh, maybe. Or maybe it's um, layered. Like maybe there's, there's also he... like you know, it probably is layered. I think. Well, I think because there's parts where the his voice gets incredibly deep, sort of like a. Well, yeah, it's, apparently he has like a six octave range. Um, what do you think it's about? This. I don't know. This song, I think, is very... So the lyrics say, When will it be time to document? Do it now. This submarine behaviour, do it now. And then it just sort of repeats, Do it now and shake us out of the deep, heavy sleep. Is this political? I think she has said... Bjork has said it's sort of about waking herself up mentally because, you know, she's coming out of having a baby and she's trying to get herself back to work and it's sort of like, You've been lazy. Even though she probably hasn't been lazy, she's been looking after a child, but, you know, you need to sort of oh. get up and do stuff. So what pregnancy is submarine behaviour? I love the phrase submarine yeah. behaviour. Um, but then I think, because she talks a lot, she's mentioned a lot about, this was like my first foray into, like, a political album, and it's a response to 9-11. I don't think that came through I for me. I think with this song, the sort of idea of waking up and doing something could have a political edge, but it's quite niche and under a lot of other layers uh one bit that i really like is at the beginning the very beginning the the male vocalist goes hmm i'll play a clip it's deep like a submarine you know what it sounds like to me me having a poop (laughs) have you seen pirates of the caribbean yeah. In Pirates of the Caribbean, they do like a sea shanty and it sounds like that. Anyway, that's what that made me think of. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End? It's a great film. Which, is that number four? No, it's number three. Oh, I've seen I've seen the first four. I haven't seen the fifth one. I, oh, no, it was, I love Pirates of the Caribbean. It was on TV over Christmas, the fifth one, and I had it on the background. This song kind of does give me like a little bit sea shanty vibes. <laughs> it does. I think... There are a lot. This album in particular has a lot of water elements. 
Mm. One song in particular is quite watery. Uh, not this one. No. Uh, well, we're only we'll get to that pretty soon. Um, yeah, submarine is fine. It's the voices sound nice on the duet. It's not one of my favorites. Okay, number eight, desired constellation. Uh this one I really like. This was one of my favorites. I think it's a very nice. This one I was confused because the beginning does not at all to me sound like vocals, and I'm I don't know how a human can make that sound. It sounds like a whirring like light or something. We'll like play, a light play bulb. the beginning. Okay. Okay. So I think this is because she has. They've said that this album is ninety nine percent human voices, and that is some production elements. And that I I don't think that's a human voice. No, it sounds quite electronic, but I like it. It's sort it, of like it is nice. Um, this song actually is sam uh, cut what originates from a sample from Hidden Places off of Vespertine. Oh wow. I really like this song. It feels quite modern. I don't know why I wrote that. I did write this. I Yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't... It seems maybe the one that's a bit out of place on the album. Yes, I would agree. It feels... I, I, I think it's a really good song. It has a bit of a different vibe because it's less about the vocal thing. It's got that sort of... It sounds a little bit electronic. It also sounds... I can imagine this on Vespertine. Yeah. It's got like a sort of lo-fi feel. It sounds I feel like I say that on every episode. What lo-fi? She makes a lot of lo-fi music. She it sounds like there's headphones. Like tapping on like a mic yeah. that I can well, hear. Well I think Well that's that's what Vespertine was. It was her making noises out of random stuff. Uh vocally I think it's very strong. The yes, I agree. Is. She sounds really lovely on this song. Oh. Can I play a clip? Play a clip. Play a clip. Play a clip. Asking you, how am I going to make it right? Lovely. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, this was Lovely. a good, strong vocal moment for her. I don't, were there any, did you hear any other, like, backing vocals or any other singers on this one? I, think I don't think I did. it's really her. I think it is just her. I think the lyrics were also really beautiful. It's slippery when your sense of justice murmurs underneath. Hmm. And then she, in the second verse, there's a, she uses a metaphor where she talks about throwing dice repeatedly on a table. She says the word repeatedly a lot, which I also like. I just like the way she says repeatedly. Repeatedly. She says repeatedly, repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> When it, yeah, they keep saying repeatedly after every line and yeah. it comes through sort of muffled. It's like, Do you think this is could be taken as a political song? Not as a political anthem, but I think there are elements. Yeah, I maybe. It seems just like it's sort of about, I don't know. She keeps saying, how am I going to make it right? It's mm. tricky when you feel someone has done something on your behalf. Yeah, I guess this is about politics. That's not how I took it, personally, but I could see that. I don't really know what I did take it as. A lot of the songs on this album, I feel like were a lot less clear cut to me and I couldn't really say what they're about. Well, not I all, think but this one, it's more, the album's more about, I don't know, humanness and things. And the last one was, much, well, Vespertine was quite basically a, a, an album about a relationship. Well, Vespertine was still there were other elements, abstract a lot of the time. There were other elements to it, but I think the main sort of current running through it was love and sex 
Yeah. And this one, I think there's elements of family. There are political things that you could it, you could interpret it as. There's also just about humanness and the body and I really personal like, journey. I, I, I really like the song where she gets really conceptual. Mm. Well, I, I'll talk about that on the next one because that's when we'll get to that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like I really like Desire Constellation. It has a different feel, but I vibed with it. Mm. Yeah, I think this is good. One, one of the stronger ones on the album. Oh, um, okay, we need to move on. We need to play the opening of the next song because it's it's such a good opening. Next we have this is track. What what are we on now? Nine. Nine. Oceania. Nine. Oceania. Like like Australia, but it's not about Australia. No. One breath away from Mother Oceania. That is so. I love. So I love good. the little trills. Yeah. It's like. It sounds, sounds like, like an animal or something. Yeah. Like, like and the, sea people. This one, I think, is the song for me where everything really comes together nicely. Yeah. The the beatboxing, the sort of like. Mm. Well, the beatboxer in this one's called Shlomo. It's also the London Choir. That's who's on it. I think also she, on this whole album, which I mean, for an album built around vocals, she's gonna have to sound good. Mm. But this album as a whole has some of my favorite vocal work from her, and on this song as well, I think she sounds yeah. lovely. Mm. So this song was actually written for the 2004 Olympic opening ceremony. 2004. Yeah. So, so why didn't this get used? And why did they ask her? Or did she just do it of her own accord? She was asked to make a song and do a performance for the opening ceremony and this is the song she wrote. Oh, so it did get used? Yeah, there's a video of her. Oh, I thought you were saying like she wrote it but then it didn't get enough get No, used. no, there's a video of her performing it at the ceremony. This was like the first song from the album to be performed. I really like this song. Um, so should we talk about what, what the concept of the song is? Well, I think it's the perspective of the ocean. It's from the perspective of the ocean. Yeah. And sort of watching man and civilizations grow around it. And, and sort of the whole idea that man came from the ocean, I guess. At the end, she says, your sweat is salty. I am why. <laughs> and I think that's a lyric that only Björk could write. Yeah. I like how she says... You've done good for yourselves since you left my wet embrace and crawled ashore. Yeah. I think it, it's a very lovely metaphor. I think, it, yeah, it's really cool. I think the lyrics are beautiful. She sounds beautiful. Great song. Danny likes. I think from my ancient historian perspective, it really satisfies me <laughs> when I connect it to the history of phallusocracies in the Mediterranean. You're going to have to explain. It's a, like a sea empire. Like thalassophobia. Yeah. Thalas, I think, is Greek for sea. Yeah. So, you know. But yeah, I really... I This is one of my favourites on the album. Okay, let's move on. Number 10. Uh, sonnets slash unrealities 11. Um, cool th- title. This... That sounds like it could be like a Grimes title. <laughs> yeah. So this is another song the lyrics are completely from an ee e. cummings poem oh okay so this i can this, see that there was another ee e. cummings poem on vespertine sun in my mouth so i like this one more. and it's in pretty much the same position on the album sort of like three three or four songs before the end um yeah i i thought maybe because it's called sonnet slash unrealities 
or 11, that it would be a sonnet, but it's two lines too long. Sonnets oh, are 14, aren't they? Fine. Well, maybe... It doesn't have, do sonnets have to have a particular rhyming scheme as well? Ugh, you take me back to <laughs> English They're like level. A, B, A, B, A, B, A, A or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a sonnet, sadly. I don't know if it's an unreality. I don't know if it's 11. I wonder where she got track the title 11? from, no. because... I, I don't think the title... That's not the title of the poem. What is the title of the I poem? I think the t- title of the poem is It May Not Always Be So and I Say, which is the first two lines. Oh, I really like this song. This song's actually quite cute. I, to be honest, it sounds nice. The choir's nice. I thought this would just be a skip for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. She's. I like this more than the Icelandic poem one just because I can actually understand what she's saying. And like, you know, obviously you maybe the other one is a better song and I'm just like an ignorant I, English speaker. I, I prefer the Icelandic one. I don't think you're ignorant. I think it's a valid opinion. Yeah. I just prefer the atmosphere of, of the of the Icelandic one to this one. I prefer this I, I prefer this subject matter too. I tend to like maybe this is me being basic again. I like songs that are about like relationships. Yeah. And this is about that. This but she says like can I just say that I never caught you basic? No, you just went, some people's brains <laughs> tend to prefer radio-friendly <laughs> songs, and that's fine. You didn't explicitly. You said it in a much more cutting you way. You called yourself basic. <laughs> if you want to listen to Katy Perry, California Girls, that's fine. I'll listen to Björk. Okay, that's you, that's what you said. Girls. I always listen to that song. It's okay. a great song. Well, maybe your brain is built for that. Um, yeah, so she talks about, like, she's singing, it sounds like she's singing to, like, a partner and says, one day, if you ever go and get with someone else, then I'll be, like, good for you, and then I'll, I shall turn my face and hear one bird sing terribly afar in the lost lands. she was, like, she'll give her, her ex-lover's new girlfriend her happiness, and then she'll just be sad. Yeah. Well, she said it a lot, a lot more eloquently (laughs) than that. Or E.E. Cummings did. I like it cute little song only two minutes long do you think it fits on the album um let me play a clip it may not always be so and i say yes i think this fits on the album it's the same kind of thing it's like her singing and you've got the deep backing vocals and it goes a bit choral probably i liked it um Shall we talk about Ancestors? Which okay. is probably the most... I mean, not uh, quite a few of the songs on this album are quite out there. I would say this is the most out there. And I'm not not saying that in a negative way. I love this song. I think it's great. I thoroughly enjoy every time it comes on. Should we describe what the song is? Well, it's basically... It's just sa- sounds being made by people. It's Björk and the Inuit boat singer Tanya Tagak sort of doing throat singing together and it's there's a piano and then it's just the two voices and i just i just love the contrast i just love it i think it's great i like parts of it i like how it conveys a lot of different emotions there's parts of it that sound very panicked like near the start if i play a clip she's sort of i think the throat singer is very like (laughs) well i think she sounds like she sounds like she's hyperventilating this is the beginning Mm-hmm. 
don't like it. No, oh, I, I just, it's just something. So good. Parts of it just make me feel. Maybe I. It's like my. It's misophonia. I mean. Yeah, I think it probably takes a lot of skill to be able to have that much control of your vocals. Uh, and I think it's very impressive. I just don't think it's for me. I just, it just feels primitive and ancient. <laughs> and I just love it. I get so excited when it comes on. There's, wait, there's another bit I like where it sounds like she's growling. This part. <laughs> Sounds very animalistic. Yeah. <sighs> it's just such a bang. It's like you know how there's you also were... there's a I think there's a piano on this song. There is, and I love that sort of contrast between just the like two. playing sort of sparse notes throughout. You know how you felt about Pluto. This is how I feel about. This is my Pluto. <laughs> what else have I got around there? Ma, 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 her. You write some of the lyrics down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's replay. I've written a timestamp where I've written ma ma her. That again. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. And that bit sounds kind of angry. I think it's it long, too. It's like four minutes. I don't know. I think it does what it sets out to do. I like the title, the title fits. Because it sounds sort of ancient and mystical. Mm. Ancestors. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Mouth's Cradle. Mouth's Cradle, yeah. So Genius again says that this song is about breastfeeding. Which I feel like comes through more on this one. I think it's definitely a theme of the song. I don't know if it's the only theme of the song. Uh, but the, the, there is a voice at the beginning and it sort of does sound like a, a baby gurgling. Oh yeah, I did get that. I, I wrote a timestamp. Also, the I'll play the baby bit, but I also want to say this at the very beginning. I do not think this is vocals. I think this is again electronic because I listen. Okay, of course that's vocal. Of course that's electronic. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's hard to uh, for a human to sound like a synth. <laughs> <laughs> and this bit it sounds like a child at like twenty five seconds. Again, quite choppy in the Again, editing. parts of it, just like that, where it's just like, kind of make me feel a little uncomfortable. Discordant, yeah. I don't really have much to say about this one, apart from the last lines. Um, what should we talk about? What, what, the general lyrics of this song, she sort of talks about, there's another one that supports me. The tooth is warm like... The mouth's cradle. The mouth's up. Uh, the teeth are a ladder, walk up to the mouth's cradle. Uh, always loves you, always loves you. This one, I think, does sound like it's a mother talking to a child. I think that until I get to the because last Because there's, there's lines like, you know, she's talking about teeth and mouths and cradle. Mm. It's sort of like, and love. It sounds like sort of maternal mm, kind yeah. of vibes. I didn't notice the last lyrics until looking at them just now. I didn't know about that. So at the end, she says, I need a shelter to build an altar away from all Osamas and bushes. 
Uh, and that she so did. So wait, when did this this album came out in two thousand five? Two thousand four. So what? Right it, when the Iraq War had just well, she started. was she started making the album sort of around the time of nine eleven happening, and she did talk about these lyrics or sort of the album's feel in general and how she talks about how um, she was saying how there was so much focus on uh, the Osama well Osama and and the Bushes and sort of the Iraq war and and the war on, on the war on terror sort of dominating the news and how actually normal life like having a baby or, or making an album just sort of carried on and she she goes on this long thing and she's like jellyfish are still jellyfishing in the sea you know <laughs> <laughs> and i think well maybe it's like maybe the studio is her cradle well perhaps. sheltering her from but i think she's trying to say sort of there's other things going on in the world mm. and normal life is continuing and, norm- and normal everyday difficulties are continuing yeah but of course you also have this huge looming terror yeah on top of that i you know i think it's it fits the album it's fine yeah it's fine (laughs) the next song um midvik midvikudais uh yeah i don't know how to pronounce that it's spelled m-i-d-v-i-k-u-d-a-g-s midvikudais oh it means wednesday because she did it on a wednesday (laughs) Sometimes you don't know what to call them, you know. I think she and she and she says in that interview that this is just another interlude. It's just complete gibberish again. There are no lyrics whatsoever on it. No one's even tried to transcribe the gibberish. Beginning sounds like a shoe squeaking. Mm. I on my first listen, I assumed this was Icelandic. It wasn't until I looked it up later that I realised no, it actually, it's just yeah. nonsense. Here's. Okay, listeners, here's a clip. The shoes squeezing down a corridor. And that was Wednesday. Sometimes when she hits those notes and she goes like, to me it it gives me like a nails on a chalkboard effect. I just cringe. Yeah, I think it's... To be honest, I think... Gives me goosebumps isn't really needed i think the album there's enough songs on it by this point yeah i've written down not for me and i think like having ancestors and mouse cradle i think would have been a nice build up to the final song instead of having just that interlude penultimately It's quite discordant. I think the whole album's discordant. Oh, I don't necessarily agree. I think, like, Desired Constellation isn't. I don't think Oceania is. Some of them sound quite, like, melodic. Well, you can have melodic dissonance. Do I look like a fucking music major? (laughs) I don't I just (laughs) use these words. I don't know what they mean. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Also, I didn't say dissonant, I said discordant. And I don't know what the difference is. Okay. Um, I don't think we need to say much more about No, it's one. just a little interlude, it's like a minute long. Can we talk about the last one? Oh, this is such This one is so good. Triumph of a heart. The, just, I think I have to play the beginning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
This, I really like the beatboxing there. But... Yeah. Do you know, I enjoyed this song so much. I was listening it to our kitchen and I tried to play it to one of our housemates. And, Wait, and really? They... Was it Beck? Well, I wasn't going to name them. Oh, I'll cut it out but... then. Oh, yeah, well, but they... I, I don't think we can say it's Beck. Beck uh, is the singer of the Bjork Club theme tune. Yeah, but they just sat through it. Like, <laughs> Did they not like, <laughs> they, like it? Stone face. I was like, isn't that great? And they were like... <laughs> this... I really, really like this one. I really like it. I like the metaphor of the whole song. It's all about the body, which I think ties in really nicely to the the concept of the album. Um, I think this song, uh, which maybe was lacking on some of the other ones, it feels really upbeat. It feels mm. fun. It's a little bit sort of goofy. I think most critics thought that this is one of the stronger ones of the album. It's a strong closer. I like, so the lyrics talk about She's basically just talking about the functions of a body and how it all coming together. And she's saying, she says, like, the triumph of a heart, like, the heart is slaying. Mm. It's, like, serving the whole body. I like, oh, wait, what? There was, I wrote pathways. She's talking about veins. I And she says, like, pathways for my favourite fuel, heading to heading up towards, towards my kidneys. Mm. And I live by that. I think it's... She, she, when she talks about the lyrics of this one, she's just like, yeah, I just write about the body. Yeah, it's, I, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, I, I like also it. think there are so many layers to this album. So we have the throat singer, we have the beatboxers, we have the choirs. And I think this song sort of features them all quite nicely. And it's a nice closer to that, you know? Yeah, I think it's a good a good note to end on. Uh, I, I like how... I think Triumph of a Heart is a good title for it because it sounds sort of triumphant. It's yeah. Some of the, the vocalists sound like trumpets. I want to try also, one of them sounds like a cat. And then, <laughs> I didn't really understand why, but in the music video, she's married to a house cat. It's a cat in a suit. <laughs> There's a bit when it goes meow, meow, <laughs> meow. Yeah, I feel like this one she's just sort of getting a bit silly with it. Yeah, just having, just having fun. fun. Yeah, and I I think that comes through. She's I'm, letting loose. I should probably play the chorus. She's letting wind. I feel you know that YouTube channel the where it's the cats that sing covers of christmas songs that you yeah like jingle me. cats i think they would do quite a good cover of this meow 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 i think they really could meow. what but like all the but background voice it's all meow 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 yeah. <laughs> i would actually love to see like a jingle cats version of like any bjork song i think this would be a a, a good qualifier for that also, maybe... <laughs> cat, cat version of Ancestors. Yeah, that would be slow. Um, Pagan Poetry. Pagan Poetry. Yeah. You're actually quite good at this. What, making cat noises? <laughs> Shall I... Should... We'll do a bonus episode, but it's just me making cat noises <laughs> to Bjork songs. Yeah. Oh, should we form like the, the first ever like international cat Bjork choir? <laughs> yeah. 
We'll send a video of it. Like something a tape about, of it to Bjork. Something about so, just any music, but it's just meowing. I just find it so, like, sometimes I just, like, if I'm, like, cooking in the kitchen, I sing to myself, but I'm just meowing. <laughs> Maybe you're a... Well, I don't want to say the word. What, a fairy? <laughs> I'm not a fairy. Um... Yeah, and I think on that note, it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a good time. I don't know if any of this is usable. The songs close. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was that was Medulla. Yeah. Um. Should we talk about well the title and the cover art? We always talk about or mention. Yeah. The cover art is really interesting for this one. It's so Björk with her hands on her head that seems to have like like a bra- a helmet made of like braided hair. Yeah, it's like a hair sculpture. That someone made for her. She's also wearing a necklace that says medulla in like a in like black a loose font. Yeah, yeah. it looks a bit like a rosary. <laughs> Have you Do you ever... not see that? It does look like a rosary. No, because a rosary is only on a long silver chain. No, but the beads look like a rosary, and some of them look like crosses. I was getting religious imagery. Okay. Yeah, I think it. You know, it's it's a good cover. Yeah, I think it fits with the album, which is seems like it's a lot just about, you know, raw human oh, energy. Yeah. And, you know, she's covered in, like, and I, hair. And I think the title fits in with that, too. It's quite organic. And, yeah. You know, earthy. Okay, should we talk about our, our favourites of the album and our least favourites? Yeah. Um, I've... I think I've gotten... I Just, like, with every album, I, I'm going to give, like, a top four, and then I'm going to pick okay. one that is my favourite. Yeah. Uh, my top four would be, who is it? Desire Constellation, Oceania, and Triumph of a Heart. But my absolute favourite is Triumph of a Heart. Really? I love Triumph. It is just, I find it like a really, like it gets me pumped up. It's like just, a heart. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> meow. Um, no, no, not again. My, well, I'll also give my top ones. Yeah. Mine would be Vakuro. Uh, really? I mean, fair, fair enough. Sorry, no. I won't interrupt. I'll let you give your list. <laughs> your basic radio-friendly songs. Vakuro, uh, Who Is It, Desire Constellation, Oceania, Ancestors. Okay, you've listed a third of the album. Triumph you can't list... You've listed six different songs. <laughs> Narrow it down a little. Give me well, give me three or four. Okay, so my favourites will probably be Who Is It, Ancestors, and Desire Constellation, probably. And my, I think I'm going to put my favourite as Who Is It. Yeah. Solid. I think it's a bop. I enjoy it. Uh, least favorite. My least favorite. I think. My... I think it might have to be ancestor. Well, there's, there's a few that I'm like. <sighs> there's a few on here that I'm just very neutral on, like, Albatam or what's it called, Bakuro or Midvikudags. But ancestors, I actually found unpleasant. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think it's great and it sets out what it's, I think, you know, it's very impressive. I just, it, for me, it wasn't a pleasant listening experience. Yeah. So I, it would be my least favourite. I think my least favourite would probably be one of the interviews, like Show Me Forgiveness or Sonnets or Mid Fikudags. Just didn't interest me as much. Didn't really feel like they needed to be on the album. You've got to pick one. I'll just put Show Me Forgiveness. So would you say you're you're quite positive on this album of, of a whole? Because it sounds like you like pretty much all of them. Well, yeah. If 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 we're doing our album rankings, I'd I was well, put, I was trying to do a smoother uh, transition. Smooth transition. <laughs> I was going to put this as second, 
So I, Vespertine's still my number one. Really? And then Medulla, Homogenic. That is so interesting to me. Uh, okay, so I think I'm my ranking is going to be Homogenic, Vespertine, post-debut, and then Medulla. I cannot believe <laughs> that. I cannot believe that. Well, I really like... I Again, I like all of these albums. Medulla, there were just quite a few that didn't really do it for me personally I, I just think medulla is so much more and there's nothing wrong with this is this ranking. is the like, this is it... i'm ranking the albums that i would want to listen to hmm. and i this is the one i would want to listen to the least because parts of it i just did not i just think medulla is so much more interesting than debut or post but i i if you look at the songs on debut and post these are great songs there like you some, got hyperbole it's just a quiet i like isabel I just think that Medulla's so, like, Post and Debut are her most commercial albums and probably has her biggest hits on it, but... I so just, this is what ra- my radio-friendly basic no, takes. No, 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 <laughs> but I just think Medulla's so much more interesting to listen to. Um, okay, so then our final our final thing is, what's your favourite Bjork song of all time? So yours was last time... Do I say Eunice? Pagan Poetry. Pagan Poetry. Okay. You said that your favourite song in that album was Heirloom, but Pagan Poetry was your favourite song of all time. Has any... I don't know if anything on this one has overtaken Pagan Poetry for me. Actually, I've been listening to Cocoon recently, and I really like Cocoon when I say that, even though that's not from this album. The Triumph of a Heart. Yeah, I'm actually sorry. I'm gonna say my favorite song right as of right now is probably "Cocoon" from Vespertine, which I've, I've nice. been listening to and I like it quite a lot. Nice. I think mine would probably still be "Bachelorette." I just think that that is that just gonna be it for you? It's just gonna be "Bachelorette" forever. I, I don't think it would be it for me. Shout out to Anchor Song and also <laughs> shout out to Ancestors now because that's also a bop. But I don't think Anchor's Ancestors is a bop, even if you like it. I think. <laughs> It's categorically not a bop because a bop is like a a dancey upbeat song to me. I would dance to that. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I really want? Kitten version of Ancestors. <laughs> you already said this a minute ago. Anyway, that so that's um Medulla. Um, thank you for listening. This thank hopefully so the audio is a little bit better on this one because Josh has kindly uh, loaned us a microphone. So, hopefully our audio improves and continues to improve. I think if this this episode might have been a bit longer, so if you tuned out, I think we'll, well you won't be hearing this. But it was a longer longer amount of songs. We have more to more to discuss. Yeah, and then next time we'll be covering Volta, Volta, sixth studio album from two thousand and seven. Quite a quite a different album from what I've heard. I haven't listened. Um, have you listened to it yet? No, but I've heard I've heard quite mixed things about this one. Okay. So, uh, it will be interesting when we when we go there. Interesting. Um. Yeah. So that will probably come out. Uh, within the next month. That's that's the best I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because you've got. I'm getting my BBL. Yeah, you're getting your BBL. I'll cut this. You can say that I'm getting my BBL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next episode might there might be a bit of a gap, but. I'll be, be I'll be recovering with my BBL. So. Finn's, um, yeah. But when we come back, Finn's ass will be really fat. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you and good um, good Bjork. Good Bjork. Welcome to.
Björk Club. It's a podcast and a club where we talk of Björk songs, her eras, her clothes, and her gongs. Welcome to Björk Club. <laughs>